And now from east of the Pacific to west of parts unknown, south of Mars, north of hell, here are the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling. This is Brain Buster Radio. You only learn the way you are inside when life gives you the test. Brainiacs, Long Island Ice-T here, ready to talk programs with you in a major, major week in the sport of professional wrestling where someone so deserving finally is getting a crack at a big-time prize. We also had a thrilling documentary debut this week. We got a big announcement about a big, big return. We've got a birthday to prepare for. We have so much to do this week, Brainiacs. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it. Be all about it at the Brainbusters on Instagram, Instagram Junior, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, BrainbusterRadio.com. This week, Moose the Mark is back, and he is here ready to talk eloquently about professional wrestling. Hopefully, he won't complain too much, and he's going to hopefully give us a review of that page movie, uh, that other page movie, Moose, right? Just to be clear. Oh, hi, Mark. That's right. Paige, Paige is here, and she's taking the box office by storm with Fighting With My Family, co-starring The Rock for a glorious seven minutes. Uh, I've got a lot to say about this particular film, and I can't wait to get into it. Moose the Mark's going to get into some Paige today, and Jumpin' Jacob J is going to keep us in line and let us know what's causing all this. Yeah, Long Al, we're going to get to what's causing this uh, in a second. But as we were talking off air before we started this program, I may be playing the, the role of Moose the Mark because there was a lot of things that just, you know, really annoyed me uh, about WWE television this week. Wow. We, we don't want to start off on, on that foot. Let's talk about the road to seemingly what seems like it's Kofi mania. Kofi, boom, boom, Kingston, one-on-one, one-on-one shot against the new Daniel Bryan. I mean, he's had to have a one-on-one title match before, hasn't he? I'm sure it's been a while. WWE Championship? It it seems like he he would have, though. No, this is it. No! Nope, that's it. Not that, I I mean, mean, in the last, in the last at least three years, no, and well, After well, yeah, three sure. years, you know, w- when you win as many matches that Kofi Kingston wins in a in a calendar year, uh, three years is way too long to get a shot like this. I am so happy that Kofi Mania is running wild, and I'm on the fast lane to it, baby. It is going to be an epic one-on-one encounter. Moose the Mark was even raving about the final sequences of the Elimination Chamber between Kofi and Debray. Now, Moose the Mark, we have an entire match to look forward to between yeah. the two. I mean, yeah, can you guys think of a better Elimination Chamber match that didn't involve Andrew Test Martin? Because I sure can't. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 was a great, it was a great ending, you know. I, I like it whenever the final two guys, it's it's not wrapped up in 45 seconds. I like whenever it's an actual match, and that is what we got to see. It was, it was 
I, it was maybe the first five-star elimination chamber match. If you're talking about traditional in the twenty by twenty, Moose the Mark. It was. It was just there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, you know chamber massacring in that one, but it was great to see anyway. I think there was that massive trust fall. There's so many faces just 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 smashed against that unforgiving steel mesh. I mean, I thought it was equally as hardcore as any elimination chamber I've ever seen. But more importantly, yes, it, it, it did devolve into a one-on-one match, uh, an incredible showdown between these two guys, two 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 world warriors who have been honing their craft for years. I, I loved it. I can't wait to see Fastlane. I really hope they keep this momentum going to WrestleMania. Uh, because I don't know who else Brian, Daniel Bryan can face. What other competitors? He has chewed up this entire SmackDown roster. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, too. Who's Who would get the title match at WrestleMania on the SmackDown side after this, this big match at Fastlane? But one thing I wanted to bring up, because Tri- Triple J, before the show, Brainiacs, saying to me, I don't know how much I have to say about Kofi. It sounds like you're not a believer in Kofi Mania, Triple J. Well, listen, I thought Kofi Kingston was due uh, many moons ago whenever he was working that program with Randy Orton and they were, you know, they were throwing that orange paint on the NASCAR. Yeah, we're talking about nine years ago. Nine years. I thought he was due. Listen, if Kofi Kingston is this over and he's this deserving, then why did it take someone else getting injured? to put him in this spot. If he's this deserving and, and you know, if he should be the number one contender, why wasn't it this happening three months ago or, or six months ago or two years ago? Cause he because wasn't given the chance. This, this is by, by chance by someone else's bad fortune. He is, you know, he's getting this shot and you know, a lot of the SmackDown live audience, he's, he's the flavor of the month. I, I don't think, you know, this, this cannot sustain. Oh my! I, I I disagree. I think Kofi Kingston is beloved. He's one of the. You icon. think in I think August he's a Hall we're of still going to be? You still, yes, I'm, we might I'm be not talking about he's, WWE he's champion. Not a Hall of might be you talking think about in WWE August champion. people are still going to be invested in his character? He could be WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, in August. It's very possible. But I am conflicted because I still want to be able to look at that awesome hemp belt. But at the same time, I want Kofi to be the champion. I don't. It, I'm. I'm it's, I'm conflicted, Moose the Mark, but I definitely think Kofi's more than a flavor of the month. Kofi Mania is legit, and it's about time it kicked in. It just needed that little that that little push over the edge. It needed a little bit of momentum to get onto that fast lane. It needed an opportunity, and with the fall of Mustafa Ali, uh, you get Kofi Mania. I, right. I'm fine with it. I don't care how we got it. It's the fact that it's here, and it's legit. You want to talk about credibility? You want to talk about legitimacy as, a, as, a, as far as Kofi Kingston goes? Four-time WWE Intercontinental Champion. Three-time WWE United States Champion. Four-time Raw Tag Team Champion. Three-time SmackDown Tag Champion. One-time World Tag Team Champion. I mean, what else? He's even got a Slammy Award. He won the Tell Me I Did Not Just See That Moment of the Year 2012. This guy's got more gold that's going to be handed out at the Oscars tonight. If you want to talk legitimacy, this guy is long overdue to get a shot at the big, the big, big belt. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why Triple J's just kind of thinking this is like some, some, uh, you know, just moment in time. This is a long time coming, Kofi Mania. And it's here, and it's going to last. And Triple J, let, let me also tell you this. Maybe 
if Mustamark goes ahead and makes a documentary like the one they made about Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw, maybe your mind will be changed if there was a Brock Doc style about Kofi Kingston. Well, yeah, if, if it was that good, definitely I would change my mind. I mean, listen, it's going to be it's going to be a great one-on-one wrestling match, is which is my favorite kind of wrestling match. And the fans are, you know, they're, they're going to be cheering for one guy and they're going to be, be, be booing for somebody else. There's not going to be any of this. There's not going to be any of this in-between stuff or, you know, chanting both these guys. So so that's definitely something good. Moose Mark, you kind of got going there, reeling off all those accomplishments for Kofi. You know, that was like as many as Brock Lesnar has. I think there's something there. Maybe you could get, get on the, uh, the video production team there together and maybe start, uh, you know, Marburger videos and make us a, a Kofi Kingston doc. I'd love to watch it. Well, I, I would only make documentaries if I was allowed to go out on a stage, talk about what I'm going to talk about in the documentary, and then play the documentary. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Long Allen Ice-T, and I'd like to show you a documentary right now. Um, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, my yeah. name is Long Allen Ice-T. Welcome to the documentary. <laughs> and then we play part two uh, in the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Kofi Mania is running wild, Triple J, there, Monday Night Raw, one of the most talked about Monday Night Raws in a long time. I probably would say for all the wrong reasons. A lot of you angry young males, especially on the internet, upset about Monday Night Raw, but it did feature something that I'm pretty sure Vin Man is not here today because he's spanking it still to the Brock Docs that aired the two-part Brock Doc. Is there more Brock Doc coming, Triple J? Do they say that wait for part three or anything? I, I don't remember anything about that, but uh, it, it's it's not out of the realm. I mean, the Brock doc was really, really good, but Moose Mark, you and the angry young male demographic were uh, upset on the internet saying how many different ways can they shove Brock Lesnar's accomplishments and how how you know unstoppable he is in our face? How many different ways can they do it? Well, they did it in a documentary style, which I thought was fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, there's so many other ways they could do it. They could do a, a podcast about Brock Lesnar and just give us a QR Ladies and gentlemen, to download it. <laughs> Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I'd like to direct you towards the Titantron to observe a podcast I made about the Universal Champion. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe like a series of haikus. Yeah. Or a, a soliloquy, a sonnet, maybe. I mean, there's you know, yeah. so many avenues of uh, communication. A that, that children's book. When it comes to Brock, I mean, what about you know, what about what about a a, a message converted to Morse code and binary that's beamed out into the distance reaches of outer space, so that aliens will someday find out about Brock Lesnar in 800 million light years. I mean, it didn't really tell us anything that we didn't know. It just reaffirmed everything that we know already. You got to do that every other week because Brock Lesnar's never on the show, so you have to remind people about him. So I thought that was great. Uh, the Cajun Dome crowd, though, while they watched it, I don't know how they took to it. I I really couldn't hear them at all. Does that say something about the Lafayette professional wrestling crowd there in the middle of Louisiana, Moose Mark? A lot of talk about them. Well, I mean, I know, you know, I, I, I am not in a position to talk about the Lafayette, Louisiana wrestling crowd, unlike certain people on this show who are deeply involved with the local scene. I mean, what is Lafayette's relationship with pro wrestling? You know, is it is it like a Japanese audience where they're not very vocal, but they're still just sitting wrapped attention and, and clap politely after everything? I mean, what was going on? <laughs> Uh, it's not like Japan at all. No, you get, you get some loud people, but they're very respectful there. It's a lot of, 
a lot of chirping out loud, but not a lot of chanting. There's random, you know, people will say random things. That's how they like to observe it. Uh, And, you know, if someone's really heinous, if there's a real shit heel, uh, then people in Lafayette might try to stab them or or fight them themselves. But nobody was really acting that rude to the crowd. So they weren't really that volatile. So they kind of sat on their hands and uh, were... Just observant of Monday Night Raw, which I don't find anything wrong with. I mean, a lot of people so upset about that crowd, Triple J. I mean, I, I've heard that crowd get you know get really hot for the Mexican Giant. So, also, you know, and also, this, this just wasn't their night. And Samoa Joe wasn't there, and that's their favorite in that that's town. Right. So nobody's more loved in Cajun country than Samoa Joe. So I know from experience. So maybe that contributed to it. But uh, the Brock Doc, while I watched that, all I could think about was. All the nasty things Vin Man must have been doing while watching it, Triple J. Yeah, well, I, I really don't want to think about those things. <laughs> it, 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 you do. So can we move on to... Uh, I don't want to think about it. It just comes to mind. I just said, I mean, he's got to be his pants around the ankles. Kind of like you during a moment of bliss. You know, it's everybody has their thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to think about that either. But uh, <laughs> let's move on to something that's going to happen this Monday night. I believe we are in Atlanta. I Is think that that's sexist. Oh, we're going to have a birthday celebration we're, in Atlanta. We're in Turner country, all right? Yeah, we're we're in Hotlanta, as the cool kids say. And I don't know if the cool kids say that anymore. But Moose the Mark, Ric Flair's 70th birthday bash on Raw. He had a surprise party thrown by Triple H and a ton of celebrities were there. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Ric Flair's good friend Quavo was there as well. I mean, everybody was there at Ric Flair's party. What do you think the celebration on Raw is going to be like compared to that? I mean, my God, it's going to be hard to top. You had Charles Barkley. You had Chris Jericho. Uh, Wait, where was is, – is there footage out there? I, I didn't hear about this till right now. Yeah, there's like one reporter from ESPN who was there and like tweeted a video of Ric Flair and Fifi <laughs> making their entrance to the Fifi, big party and yeah. stuff. <laughs> They were having a great time. And, and you're not uh, gonna believe, you're not gonna believe this. When Ric Flair walked into that party, like Rick <laughs> Flair, Richard Morgan Flair, and please believe me because I've seen this with my own eyes, he actually cried. Can you believe he actually it? Oh my Rick Flair cried. No. Oh my god! I couldn't believe probably, it. At least it was probably respectful crying and not ugly crying. He was started dancing, but yeah, I mean, I was shocked that he cried, Triple J. I mean, you you haven't seen this yet. You haven't seen this yet, but if you don't want the image of Ric Flair as this stout, you know, stoic, really strong, strong individual, I... I don't advise you watching this because seeing him cry is a little well, shocking. It's, it's well, then maybe I maybe I won't see watch it. It's like you know, like you know, two years ago, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be here, and you know, now that you know, you guys are all here, and you know, actually he's here, and it's just amazing. And, uh, Rick, what'd you think about Evander Holyfield being there? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot Evander Holyfield was there. You know, Vander Holyfield is just, you know, like one of those guys that came out, you know, every day. He's out there at the horseman. You know, he's getting on the plane, you know, making the next town, go out at night, do it all over again the next day. You know, Vander was, he's just one of those guys, man. And I like that he tells, within the video, if you watch it, Triple J, Ric Flair sees Holyfield, hugs him, and then he tells Triple H, 
he was living in 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 the Crown Plaza. I was living there. He was in the dog house, and I was there, just living there. And we lived, we were neighbors in the hotel, living there. <laughs> it's really good what video. A, what a party. happy birthday, I, I, Ric Flair! It's probably going to pale to comparison in what is what is in store for this Monday. But am I the only one that thinks that the man is going to crash the man's party? What? What are you talking about? You don't think Becky Lynch is going to show up? No. She's no, suspended. Look, what does that even, what does that mean in pro wrestling anymore? Because I understand she was not on this week's show, but she's been everywhere else that she's been suspended. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. She. Well, Charlotte's, she, you know, Charlotte's going to be at the, at this. Well, of birthday course it's her father's so birthday. Charlotte's but, there. That, that means Becky's going to be there. Well, because. To Terrible security is all I could chalk it up to, but this is a big birthday bash for Ric Flair. The security will be tight. You know, you got all the celebrities that are going to be there. You're going to have Migos. You're going to have uh, Vander Holyfield. Charles Barkley's probably going to be there. Ted Turner might show up. I mean, you're going to have a Who's lot of famous be people. out of the cake? Out, out of the cake? Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe Fifi or Charlotte. I don't know. or Who knows? <laughs> I don't think you want your own daughter popping out of a birthday cake, do you? Uh, some 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 men would like to see their daughter in that way. I don't know if Ric Flair's one of them, but there are a lot. Uh, you know, I'd like to see Charlotte popping out of anywhere, but uh, hopefully her arms healed up as well. Had a nasty bruise from that t- vicious, uh, you know, attack by Becky Lynch, which just there was no call for. She's suspended, and hopefully, even if she's trying to get there, the WWE is taking measures because I mean, you're right, Triple J. It has been ridiculous that the, you know, the suspension makes no sense because we keep seeing Becky on our TV, and I don't want to see suspended superstars on my TV. Mm. Well, I, you I know, I mean, her on the TV, one, one, but more importantly, I just want to see rules followed. That's true. Well, I know, well, especially you. Yes, Mister Mark. One sad note about this this birthday party is that there's one one guest who doesn't look like he's going to be attending anymore. The enforcer, Arn Anderson, yeah. no longer with the company. I mean, one of Ric Flair's best friends, one of the you know the seminal member of the Horsemen, not going to be there for Ric Flair's huge 70th birthday celebration. I mean, it kind of questions the legitimacy of the whole event. Well, that's I, I'm sure Double D- A was at the the surprise party. This is the WWE sponsored party for Ric Flair. It's like, you know, some people get to have multiple birthdays, birthday parties, and they're fortunate that way. And so, you know, like some people have their work friends, throw them a birthday party. And also they'll have one with their family. So this is kind of like Ric Flair's work friends and the family friends were the surprise party. You know, there Mm. are, I'm not one of those multi-birthday party people, but I know there are people who do like an entire week of birthday parties to celebrate themselves. Triple J, are you one of those people? No, I, I'm just a one and done guy, you know. Preferably on <laughs> on the day of my birth. Uh, Good for nothing, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I don't celebrate it all week long. I think that's sexist. I mean, you could you could celebrate as much as you want, but I'm just yeah, for different strokes, I guess. Triple J and I are one and done guys. How about you, Moose the Mark? Are you like Ric Flair, where you need to have multiple birthdays in your honor? Or uh, I, I just I just don't acknowledge my birthdays happening. You know, I mean. Uh, ever since you know, ever since I turned twenty nine, I've just kind of been uh, ignoring the next birthday. <laughs> oh, we put it off. Are Are you saying that because every day you get to be on Reddit is like your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, oh hi, Mark. You get to do what you get to voice your opinion every single week. Do you think your opinion after Monday Night Raw and Brick Flair's seventieth birthday celebration moves the mark? Do you think your opinion is going to be? Where was Becky Lynch? Why didn't she show up? It makes perfect sense for Becky to be there and ruin the party. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to be saying that because I really don't think that Becky will not be making an appearance. I, <laughs> there's, I, a lot of, there's a lot of... I, say that in proper English. It was very confusing the way you yeah. phrased that. I don't think it's quadruple months. negative. I'm, I'm, I would be surprised if Becky did not show up to this okay. celebration party. I mean, look, maybe she's not going to mess it up. You know, she doesn't necessarily have to bring a cane and start cracking people in the back and shoulder. I mean, she could come say, you know, Ric Flair, I respect you, but uh, I don't respect your daughter. But other than that, have a great birthday and I'll see you later. What's wrong with that? This was the man that, you know, put a big lip lock on her just to try to help his own daughter win a match. I mean, I don't think you'll see that on the network, but I remember seeing it with my own two eyes. Could Do you think I remember that moment? A lot of people forget that when Ric Flair planted one on Becky. Is there a way that he might have, like, sexually transmitted being the man to Becky Lynch and ever since she thought she was the man? I, I don't the have doctor, the do, the doctor is in a torta coma today. I'd ask him if that was medically possible, but Dr. Calsonis yes, Triple M is out of action. Or, sorry, Dr. Triple M is is just totally passed out here on our audio board. And uh the salt in the social media, he a man called Wired, he's not here today, but uh Triple J, he he was telling me how everybody on the social media gimmicks thinks Becky Lynch is gonna ruin this party. I just don't see it happening because I want to believe in the rules, but you feel like rules are just not respected anymore. I, I do. That's that's what I feel. And, you know, a number of weeks ago, I, I brought up in my false count anywhere of how honor is coming back to Ring of Honor and these, these officials are going to be given so much more power. I think that's something all the promotions need to uh need to start adopting and i mean for, for god's sakes just hire out security and, and end this thing. all right do your time and then we'll see you whenever you're back i think they're commissioned to uh aew though i don't th- i think that th- that's what one signing that a- aew really beat wwe to a lot of uh security right now you, you, you don't think they need a lot of security right now well until they're running shows no have you seen their press conferences? They keep breaking out into, you know, violence. They're in these... Yeah, I, I saw the pool party, but those aren't happening every day. Oh, I, I, I disagree. You got to have, you got to have good security at all times. WWE. You think Atlas Security is just at Cody Rhodes' house, and there's there's two people in Rancho Cucamongo just guarding the driveway. Yes, and they're they're probably also at at all the shows the Young Bucks keep showing up at. And yeah, you got to have good security. WWE has no security. It feels like where's the guy Moose the Mark with the with the cool you know cabbie hat backwards, the leather cabbie hat backwards. Where's that guy? Where's the big buff guy or that lady who beat up Gronk at WrestleMania? Where are where's security? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like WWE has been recruiting their security from people who are you know under two hundred five pounds and know how to do a lot of flips fall on the floor with their body spread out to maximize the impact but they're not really focusing on people who can actually you know lock down a uh a rebelling uh person this is a this is an issue in the becky lynch issue 
was that Finn Balor you said was going to... It sounded like Finn Balor was going to interrupt this party, not Becky earlier, Moose the Mark, when you were kind of giving us a sneak peek of what might happen. Look, sure I, I have Balor? one Irish accent. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's fine. Just as long as you state who, you, who you're doing before you do it. So Becky Lynch, not Finn Balor. I am I am Becky. <laughs> uh, this is uh, gonna be an a, this is gonna be an epic moment, I do think, because either way, if Becky inter- interrupts it, it's gonna be an iconic moment for her. If she doesn't, it's gonna be an iconic moment because let's not forget it's Ric Flair. It's his seventieth birthday. It should be all about him. And I maybe some of the old time Ric Flair fans are going to be really mad at Becky Lynch if she does that. This could this move if she does that make her a heel Triple J? I I don't think so. I I, I really don't. Especially from the from the audience that's going to be tuning in every week. I I don't think she's going to uh, outright disrespect Ric Flair, but she's probably going to say something like Moose Mark was saying that you know she she still has a lot of beef. With uh, with Flair's baby girl. Oh, she she does. I mean that, and Charlotte owes her one too. That bruise is disgusting. And then you got you know Rhonda, who knows what she'll be doing. I'm sure she'll be respectful of Ric Flair. She's very respectful to this business. Triple J. As well, she'll she'll put on a nice act, you know. As much as you want to believe, she won't. Uh, then you know over on the SmackDown side, real quick. I know Triple J, this is going out of order, but, you know, Asuka, she's just waiting for challengers, but she did suffer a very shocking loss. That women's championship, I have no idea what's going to happen with that. Is Mandy Rose in line? She's She's got to be. I, I don't know what other conclusion that uh, the, the McMahons could draw from this. I still don't know how Asuka did not, you know, easily win that match after just cutting a great promo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Mandy has to be the number one contender, I would think. That's, that's an insane notion over there. And then, you know, you've got Monday Night Raw and SmackDown this week featuring some, some very interesting things that people are talking about, but probably most of all that we haven't touched upon yet, Triple J, I'm sure you want us to get into the NXT call-ups, the all-stars of NXT joining Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about that. And I, you know, before I throw it to Moose to Mark for, for his insight and, you know, what, what Uncle Dave surely said about this, it, it just seemed very odd. Like, you know, we we had those call-ups, those highly touted call-ups a number, a number of weeks ago. It was probably like eight weeks ago or something where they were supposed to decide which brand they're going to be signed to. The courtship has still not been finalized, apparently, because they're still showing up on, on both programs. And now you got a new crop of guys just seemingly out of nowhere. You know, at, I, it still was after the Elimination Chamber, but it's not like it was after WrestleMania or after SummerSlam. Uh, some guys that, you know, they still have to be on the NXT roster because they hold championship or at least held championship gold on that program. So, it was just very odd to me. Musta Mark, can you know? Can you smarten us up at all about why this happened so abruptly and out of order? Well, I mean, this is sort of Vince McMahon's response to the fail, the the falling ratings. He thinks the answer is, "Oh, I need more wrestlers. Town's too stale. I gotta bring up all these guys. Who are the best wrestlers in that NXT thing that I apparently own?" 
And this is it. It was just a, it was just a whim. Vince McMahon woke up one day, chowed down on a on a steak wrap with ketchup, and said, "Paul, bring me the best four guys you got from NXT. We're gonna put them on the main roster. We're not gonna do vignettes or anything like that. We're just gonna make them win. And when they've I been mean, doing, it's been I, working. I think if I was you know, Otis and Tucker and, and, and EC three, I'd be a little nervous because it seems like, you know, they're the new flavor of the week now. And I just had to come on raw and lose a bunch of times and not talk. And now these <laughs> other guys are getting to kick ass and beat people. I mean, I think it's clear that Alistair black and ricochet, did, you know, they did not have anything left to do in the NXT territory. So they were obvious calls, but Talk to us about two guys who at that point both held championship gold and, and they just put them back together in a tag team without that raw audience knowing, you know, very much at all about their history. Well, I mean, Jesus, how do you even show the history between Gargano and Champa? We already saw one documentary on that episode. I don't think they had room for another one. Well, then just don't call up. Don't, don't try to cram that story in yet. I mean, this tag team had two huge wins over a tag team champion and the former tag team champion. I think you have to keep continuing to showcase them on raw after what they did in this past week. I, I mean, y yes you do, but it's also, you know, I mean, just look at how that Lafayette crowd reacted. It's sad to say, but these people, the raw audience is apparently not watching that much NXT. They don't understand Why the long history. The behind behind uh, team diy and gargano and champa and you know all those all those matches with five stars and such no that that's 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 prologue man that doesn't count that's almost non-canon as far as your average raw viewer is concerned uh can, can i interject have i allowed you guys to go on with your i'm just i'm just confused bullshit negativity this entire conversation about the nxt call i'm very strong on these new guys there, but also talking about my man Otis and Tucker. I mean, and what and what about all the other NXT? I mean, EC3 has made an impact. I've had a, I mean, I know that I, Triple J's had one, and I, I have one hashtag rock hard dick since we were teased with a live sex show between Alexa Bliss and, and EC3. You've got not only the guys this week, but the people prior are still on our minds. They're entertaining I think that's us sexist. more and more every week. And then this week, another, a different kind of call up. You get the all-stars of NXT. And I think there's still stuff in NXT. There's all, there's business all over. You, you don't have, you're not limited in this new McMahon era, Triple J to just one show. I mean, we could still see Johnny wrestling and Tommaso Ciampa, go at it in NXT or get finish up their business. I mean, who knows? Maybe Johnny Gargano will get a North American title rematch. He just lost to the Velveteen Dream. But Alistair Black, he has issues with with the with the Undisputed Era the Undisputed. still. Yeah. And he's also going to Raw and SmackDown. These guys, are they spreading themselves thin? Maybe. But they're trying to make an impact everywhere they go. And then you got Ricochet going up there, having an amazing, amazing moment on Monday Night Raw, cutting great promos as well, letting everybody know that he, he's the one and only, and he's there, and Finn Balor stamp of approval, so you know you can trust Ricochet if you've ever seen him before, like Moose is talking about. People who don't know NXT, or they don't watch the NXT, Moose the Mark, they don't know Ricochet. Now they do. I thought they were great, great, impactful debuts this week. I'm so hyped for everybody who's been called up from NXT for the last few months, and, and 
it's going to be incredible to see which one of them outshines the other. I mean, all of them had great weeks, big wins this week, but I can't pinpoint who is going to have the most success really because I'm not basing it on what they did on NXT. We're looking ahead here, guys, and it's all positive, I think, for all these these talented individuals and tag teams that have been called up. And don't sit on heavy machinery, Moose the Mark. Once they get their opportunity, just like Kofi Kingston, they could change the game. I, I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. The future is nothing but bright for all these superstars. It's just, you know, you, you can't focus. You gotta, you gotta, you can't focus on so many things at once. You know, like there's only, you know, there's Raw only has three hours. SmackDown only has two hours. You know, I, know, I mean, it's a bummer. It's only where it's is Sanity right now? You know, where, where, where's, where all these other call ups that came up and, and, and just, they're on main event now because there's just nothing for them to do. It's not like they have heat or that they suck. It's just like, well, we're looking at someone We're you know, we're focused on these other people right now. They can't fart and chew gum at the same time. That's a big problem. Yeah, is it a problem? I mean, all you have to do, it's proven, is just patiently wait 11 years and you'll get your shot, just like Kofi Kingston. Yeah. So to Eric That's Young, all you gotta do. I got to tell him, just keep grinding, keep it up with sanity, and maybe in, you know, 2030, he'll get his title shot at Fastlane Triple J. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I do like all the guys that they quote-unquote called up. We'll have to see what this looks like forward. Like I said, it, it's just confusing to me. going on wow what an amazing performance <laughs> i mean that was uh that was different it's a different, uh, different way to, to go see her wrestle <laughs> it's a it's a different way to get us you know you don't know not everybody needs vignettes that's these days everybody that's what i like about these I, i'm gonna do what triple j does here the quote-unquote call-ups of nxt uh not everybody needs to be called up the same way, right, Triple J? That's what makes it interesting and fun. But everybody gets mad when people get just thrown on TV and put in matches versus getting a bunch of vignettes versus walking out to their entrance theme and then just walking right back into the locker room. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was confusing the first time, but it, it's growing on me. It's, you know, it's like... Oh, if you, there's a lot if growing. You, if, if you hear the same jingle over and over again, you're not going to forget. I think that. Walk, act like I mean we've been singing that song, but it, in you know we changed the lyrics. We say act yeah, like a wired, act like wired. But now you got the WWE universe acting like a lady, and they're going to be doing that for uh, some time. These NXT call ups are so good. I can't put my finger on whom will be the most successful. Can you guys? Uh, I mean, I I have some thoughts, but I don't just like to give that information away for free. What do you mean? You want me to pay you for your opinion? Well, either pay me or else I'd like to administer some pain to somebody else. 
Jesus. Sound. It's. Oh, okay. I'll go ahead. I'll handle it. Sorry. Dr. Calsonis just walked out to go take a dump. I'm going to run the audio here. Um, actually, that's a good excuse for me. If I'm going to take the controls now, if you want to administer some pain, Triple J, well, it's Brain Buster Radio. The way you could do that is if you pose down. Do you have an opponent in mind? Uh, listen, there, there's been many victims in my career. You are the I'm, Royal Rumble winner. I, I am. There's many vic- many opponents that I have uh, brewed and battered and victimized, but none more than the other man on this program, Moose DeMarc. I feel like we have some unfinished business, and I'd like you, to really take it out on him. You're calling me out? We have eight. We have all these other people in this room right now, and you're calling me out, Triple J? You know what, Moose DeMarc? Take that as a compliment that I'm picking out the biggest, baddest man in the room that I want to take down. Brainiacs, you didn't see it coming. Just like all your favorite NXT superstars on Monday Night Raw, right now, not planned whatsoever on Brainbuster Radio. The Royal Rumble winner, Brainbuster Radio 2019 Triple J, has just challenged Moose the Mark to oh, a good old fashioned super pose down right now on Brainbuster Radio. This is the moment the world has been waiting for. But right now, let's get to my favorite event, the Pose Down. Here's the one that you of the world has been waiting for. Get ready for the Super Pose Down. All right, Brainiacs, super pose down right now. Triple J versus Moose the Mark. And this is going to be violent, vicious, and ruthless because both of these aren't gonna ba- guys aren't gonna book back down, Brainiacs. It's gonna be incredible. NXT call-ups, quote unquote call-ups this week. The question, which of them is gonna be the most successful in WWE? Triple J, you're up first. Yeah, we've had all these call-ups lately, and, you know, if, again, the question is, which of these NXT call-ups will achieve the most? Not who's the best athlete or who's the best uh, the best wrestler. If I had to go with that one, obviously the answer is Alistair Black. But, uh, unfortunately, to answer this question correctly, that is not who I'm going to go with. The people do not know Johnny Gargano. Johnny Badass, Johnny Takeover, or Johnny Wrestling. They're going to need to be able to know this guy. Take time, which is going to take time for this underdog. Tommaso Ciampa, he may be the greatest sports entertainer of all the times, but right now, coming up to Raw to an audience that doesn't know him, he just looks like another guy with a really big, unkept beard. That's why the answer for this one is Ricochet. Ricochet, he does the flashy moves. The kiddies are going to love him. The girlfriends are going to love him. The moms are going to love him. The wives are going to love him. He's going to push merchandise because he can do gymnastics in the ring. And that's why Ricochet is going to achieve the most. Triple J showing a bias towards someone from the middle of nowhere. Petula, Kentucky's own Ricochet. 
You know, Triple J, in a perfectly rational world, you might be right. Ricochet might be the next big superstar coming out of WWE, but you're not seeing the big picture. You're not tapped into the dirt. You're not tapped into the backstage info and the gossip and everything that I'm hearing. No, everything that I know says that the WWE is going to make Lacey Evans their next big star. The holy trinity of WWE in the future is going to be Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Lacey Evans. It's not. It may not be what, what you want to see. It may not be what the WWE Universe wants to see, but it's what Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn wants to see, and that's what we're going to get. It's a very pessimistic, sarcastic viewpoint, but Moose the Mark was very convincing. Oh, hi, Mark. Have we not learned anything this entire show? Kofi Kingston was what's causing this. What did Kofi Kingston start out as? He started out as a Jamaican boom boomer on the new ECW program who got over because he was athletic. He came out smiling to the crowd and he jumped over the top rope. Look at Ricochet. This guy in 11 years is going to be on one-on-one with the WWE champion at a minor at a minor pay-per-view. Ricochet, this guy, he's gonna cap- capture US title gold. He's gonna capture tag team gold, intercontinental gold, and never world championship material gold, uh, I, I don't think. And hopefully he stays away from 205 Live. So yes, Ricochet is gonna be achieving the most 11 years to the day, put it on your calendar, headlining a pay-per-view. Triple J kind of went against his own argument there, but he did it doing a 900. What a flip, jumping, flipping Jacob J. Look, yes, Kofi Kingston did ignite the scene when he first debuted, and so did, and did so many other superstars. But that was a very long time ago. Kofi Kingston has been in WWE for 11 years. The world has changed since then, inside and outside of the WWE universe. Things are different now. We don't just see, oh, this guy's smiles a lot, and he can do a flip and a handstand. I'm going to buy a T-shirt. That's not how it works anymore. I want Ricochet to be the biggest star in WWE. I truly do. But, you know, it's about telling stories, Triple J. It's not just about flips and smiling and cool tattoos and neat music. It's about connecting with the crowd. It's about slapping on a rest hold for seven minutes and making facial expressions so the people in Lafayette, Louisiana can connect to you. You know, it's, it's, it's about charging at your opponent and they move out of the way so you run shoulder first into the barricade, making people... You really believe that you are this undestructible force. I mean, it's 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 a completely new sport right now, Triple J. And I don't know if a smiling, flippy guy has a role in it. Unlike, say, a Marine veteran, a mother, and a lady like Lacey Evans. Musta Mark is acting like a lady. What a women's right to Triple J. This match is over. Brainiacs, the the results are in from this one, and we have a huge upset. I mean, we were talking about the winner of the Royal Rumble, all the momentum in Brain Buster Radio 2019 going into this one, and Triple J goes into it against Moose the Mark, who everyone thought had no chance. And what's what are you handing me, Triple J? What is this? Nope, never mind. The, uh, you guys ready for headlines? 
Let's get into it. Yeah, that's what we should do. Yeah, totally. This week on Brainbuster Radio Headlines, we got a new dad gimmick in the WWE, new Hall of Famers in the WWE, a movie review, and the return of the Big Dog. The Big Dog. Brainbuster Radio Headlines this week, Brainiacs, brought to you by Marburger Road Agents. Marburger Road Agents. The best road agents in the entire business. If you need a road agent for your show moving to network television, call us and we will cast you the best road agents in the world. Marburger Road Agents, Hollywood, California, 90210. All right, let's go. Big Dog, first and foremost, returning to Monday Night Raw to give us an update on his status. This is great news, Triple J. It is great news. Uh, I'm not sure if they just needed a big rating boost, so they had to call in the big guns. But if you know if Roman Reigns is going to be on Raw addressing his health status, it you know it has to be good news. You know you're not going to come out there and say, "Well, the status is the same as it was four months ago." You're not going to do that. So he's got to be closer. Really, what I hope happens is at the end of the show, Vince McMahon comes out. And he removes Seth Rollins from that main event of WrestleMania. He says, we need Roman Reigns. Big dog would be the greatest moment in the history of Raw since Charlotte replaced Becky Lynch in the main event of WrestleMania. (laughs) I mean, Moose, do you see it that way? There would be, is this just a ratings boost or are we very close to, uh, to the big dog stepping back into the ring? I mean, look, you want to talk about, you know, the WrestleMania main event and, and that scenario potentially happening. I mean, look, this is WWE. This is WrestleMania. WrestleMania is built around giving you dream matches, matches we, you never thought you would ever see. It it's also built wanted. around the big dog. Yeah, I mean, we, we've already learned that the winner of the Royal Rumble doesn't get a main event at WrestleMania. They've just rewritten the rules. Well, I mean, it's the new era. It's a new McMahon era, Triple J. Yeah, that's right, Triple J. There's no, this is the new era. There's no rematch clause anymore. You have to hold the tag rope and keep your feet on the apron for a legal tag. I mean, we are in a new era of this sport. Things are changing. And yeah, maybe the Royal Rumble winner doesn't main event mania anymore. I don't know. It's 2019. Things are changing. But you know what's not changing is that WrestleMania 35 is going to be the big dog. In a finally at long last in that dream match against Brock Lesnar. Oh, could you imagine if that shit happened? The big dog and Brock Lesnar one last time at WrestleMania. It's it could only happen in a city as big as New York, too. Oh my god, please be. Let's uh, can I can I take the rest of the show off and just pray for this to happen? I, I don't normally do that. I'm just going to... Okay, I'll, well, I'll is, finish it this. Is, it is Sunday, so... I'll, I'll finish the show. You should be praying show. anyway. I'll finish the show, but I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep my hands in prayer. I'm going to keep my hands prayered up the entire time. And all my texts I send anyone for until Monday are going to be with those prayer Robert. hand emojis. <laughs> prayer, prayer hand emojis. Praying for the big dog. Oh, I thought back. they were going to all end it with like, you know... Matthew twenty four colon six or something. Oh no, we're not. We're not getting. I'm not getting oh, okay. into any kind of scripture. Okay. I I pray in my own way, but I'm praying for the big dog. The big dog. 
this is great. It's all. It's not a ratings grab, Triple J. Don't bring that up. I know you probably were on. Well, you know, I mean, ratings are definitely going to improve regardless. Well, of course, it's the big dog. Around. But the reason this is happening is because there's probably the legitimate update, and it is also in his in in his hometown, at least where the big dog resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Which makes well, that, sense. That's solid reasoning. So let's hope for great news with the big dog on Monday Night Raw. But that's that's easily the best news of the week, right, Triple J? That, there's nothing that's going to beat that. Uh, no, nothing that's going to beat that. But there's a lot of news this week, including new road agents in the WWE. None of them were hired uh, from the Marburger Road Agency, but... Uh, these guys all have experience. Triple J, I know you love watching the WWE Performance Center YouTube channel now. You watched some interviews with our new road agents that are, well, taking Arn Anderson. One of, one of them's at least taking Arn Anderson's spot. But w- what are your thoughts on the new guys who are going to be producing s- some of the segments and matches on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live? I, I like them all. I, you know, I, I really do. I just... I don't think this is necessarily a situation of Arn Anderson not doing his job. It's just let this guy enjoy his retirement, you know, uh, spend the time with his grandkids, working around the house, you know, doing whatever you want to. So, yeah, you've got Joseph Parks, Sugar Shane Helms, Sean Navari, uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Sean J. Ducks. I think those. Is that all that was featured in the in the short video clip, or was there anyone else? I think you hit them all. Sanjay Dutt and Jeff Jarrett are just kind of shocking to me. One because, well, Sanjay Dutt was like literally one of the main guys backstage in Impact Wrestling less than a year ago, and Jeff Jarrett, who the hell would have ever thought Global Force Wrestling would not last, and Jeff Jarrett would end up working for WWE? Moose the yeah, I, I can't I, believe I, it. <laughs> I mean, no, it's great. Everything's coming full circle. I mean, more so than Jeff Jarrett. I mean, let's face it. WWE likes to make nice with pretty much everybody after a while. It doesn't matter if you hold them up for a pay-per-view payday or start some of their biggest competition in the last decade. They'll forgive you. What's really exciting is someone who never really got a, a, a shot in the WWE, and that's Joseph Parks, a.k.a. Abyss, which is very interesting because all these other guys, they know the WWE style. They know how to tell stories, and they know how to tell people to put on rest holds and make facial expressions. But Joseph Park, I mean, this guy has wrestled a style we haven't really seen in WWE in quite some time. And I'm hoping he could bring a little bit of that uh, hardcore ingenuity to the main roster. Well, I mean, yeah. Long Allen, you can you can uh, back me up if I'm correct on this, but I believe that uh, you know Joseph Park's abyss. He was on JR's podcast, and I guess there was an offer. There was a working deal on the table for him to uh, to come up to New York that just wasn't right for him. Yeah, he he once upon a time, he could have. But uh, he said it's odd because in the video, he said he's always wanted to join WWE. But back then, he was – I mean, when you were working as the top guy and one of the – I mean, back Impact Wrestling with Abyss at his peak – Impact Wrestling was not far behind WWE. Oh, he was working with Sting, AJ Styles in the main event. He was working with plenty of great, talented, uh, you know, wrestlers. He was in the main event. Uh, Impact Wrestling was not on the same level as WWE, but they were doing good business. And and, he was a cornerstone. So why do that and take the risk that, you know, go to WWE and maybe, you know, a lot of people are afraid to make that jump. And he kind of, I wouldn't say was afraid, but he made a smart business decision. Now... The twilight of his career, you got Abyss 
Is he going to be restricted to just giving Braun Strowman pointers on how to land on thumbtacks, Mustamark? Or do you think we might actually see him get in the ring one last time? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not like there's a long tradition of WWE using their producers to get in the ring. Although, I mean, you know, J&J Security haven't been around for a while. And now that we're in this new era, maybe, you know, Vince McMahon and the new authority, meaning us, need some protection of our own in the form of Joseph Parks. Are there any <laughs> TNA Hall of Famers other than Gail Kim still with the company? In in Impact? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't have that list. Now, who are, I mean, who are the, who are Hall of Famers there? Christian, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Gail Kim, the Do- Sting, Team 3D, Team 3D, yeah, uh, I think Kim. Hebner, I don't know, is Hebner still there? What didn't they do him one year? Yeah, I think Hebner's there. So you got Earl Hebner too, and Gail Kim. But now you got Abyss uh, of one of the standout of all those. I mean, what could he? I hope he's doing more than just being backstage. I got us. I hope maybe Braun Strowman needs a good lawyer. He deserves a title match. He needs a good lawyer. Maybe you'll have Paul Heyman and Joseph Parks cutting promos on each other. This this is just uh, you know, folks. Whether you like it or not, we are in a different era. Uh, obviously the, the cutthroat era, but I know Long Allen, you don't want me to bring that up right now. No. I mean, remember the, the, the days of old, whenever there was a big fight breaking out or they needed more security, you would see Arn Anderson out there, or, uh, you know, Terry Taylor or, or Jerry Briscoe. And now you're going to see the Hurricane, Davari, and uh, the original player from the Himalaya going out there to break up a big scuffle. And, and of course, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, he'll always yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, he'll still be there. Yeah. Uh, this is exciting stuff. I'm, I'm, it's Mustamar. Why are so many backstage people being hired? Can you let the Brainiacs know what the reasoning is? Because they're not replacing too many people. They're additions. I mean, well, you know, it's the same reason they have 28 writers. It's just WWE sees, well, all these other real shows have all these people on staff, so we need to have more people on staff. Also, it's to prevent them from being producers over at AEW. You can't forget that. I mean, WWE's modus operandi is just to sign talent and sit on them so that other people can't use them. See, for example, 205 Live. Wow. Is it? Are you accusing the WWE of... of employing wcw tactics against their their competition right now yes yes i am i don't know if there's any evidence for that i mean these are just solid hires that are going to make the product better aren't they oh sure they are but you know you need you need you don't need you know, most jobs, you fill one slot, you interview five people, and you pick the best one. You don't just give five people jobs unless you're trying to keep them from getting jobs somewhere else. I, I So you think that some people are being hired and they're just not going to do anything. They're just going to be showing up, collecting a paycheck, and not being asked to do shit. No, they're going to show. They're going to go there and they're going to be like, okay, Finn, then you're going to put Leo Rush in a headlock and you're going to really sell those <laughs> facial expressions. And then Bobby Lashley's going to run at you, but you're going to move and he's going to hit his shoulder in the corner. That's going to give you the chance to capitalize on this guy. I mean, no, they're going to, they work very hard at laying out these, these dynamic and, and innovative matches. Okay. Well, no, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to hear what, what, uh, what Shane Helms would be telling some of the guys on 205 Live. <laughs> I, I, or before we talk about what the Hurricane's going to be doing on 205, let me just 
clarify for Moose the Mark that Finn Balor would never let anyone run in and hit their shoulder into the post, okay? He would slide out to the apron and kick them in the head. Let me just first clarify that. That's what happens when you run into the corner against Finn Balor. As for uh, Shane Gregory Helms, Helms, he'd be telling the 205 Livers, go out there. Now you're going to go and you want you want Humberto Carrillo to join you and Jack Gallagher, Drew Gulak, but you don't want him to be a high flyer. Okay, that's a, that's the great thing about it is that you're trying to get him to not wrestle his style. And it's, everybody's going to be like, don't do it, Humberto. It's great. Good storyline. I'm yeah. excited. There were some releases, though. One road agent, Arn Anderson, this week was let go by WWE. And on some other spring cleaning that they're calling it, uh, Ty Dillinger, TJP, the first cruiserweight champion ever, and Hideo Itami, all officially released from WWE, Moose the Mark. What do you expect from those individuals next, and why do you think they were released? Uh, I mean, like you said, Long Island, it's spring cleaning. I mean, you know... Uh, Hideo Itami, as sad to say, his WWE career didn't really work out, mostly due to injuries. You know, no, no, no real mishandling of him, uh, and he just wants to go back to Noah. And, and as long as he's, you know, going to be in Japan and not in all elite wrestling, I don't think WWE has a problem giving his his release. Ty Dillinger is an interesting case. He asked for his release rather publicly, right? Didn't he like say it on Twitter? I've asked yep. for my release. He did, and he's. Married or going to marry a current WWE superstar, Triple J sister. I can't wait to go. Peyton I, Royce. Mean, I mean, just to, I, I'm happy for those two kids. I mean, Peyton Royce and Ty Dillinger, you know, that's an interesting case. You're right, Moose the Mark, because he's his wife or soon to be wife uh, is going to, is it still with the company, but he's leaving. Where does he go next? We understand why. Obviously, he was very. Uh, under I want to say underutilized. He just it wasn't patient enough, like Kofi Kingston. <laughs> but <laughs> well, he, you know, he's been actually he's been in development. Yeah, I think he's back to OVW for a long time. I mean, people are saying you know Ty Dillinger's waited a long time. He's thirty eight years old, but people forget you know AJ Styles is forty one. Triple J. Yeah, you're right. So I, what's what's, what's gonna, next for Ty Dillinger, Moose the Mark? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Like you talk about, well, look, WWE wrestlers make a lot of money. Like Peyton Royce is probably making a lot of money. I don't know if they need a dual income family. Like if they want to see each other, why not just have Ty Dillinger be like a stay at home dad and let Peyton Royce pay the bills with her WWE salary. You don't have to leave WWE and go around to high school gyms and VSWs killing yourself for a hot dog and a handshake. You know, maybe it's like, okay, I had, I was a wrestler. I had a good run. I made some good money. My wife's still a wrestler now. She's should have been the first ever women's tag team champion. So why don't I just sit on my laurels and, you know, keep the house nice and clean? I don't think that's going to happen at all. I, I think yeah. you doubt Ty Dillinger. This guy has hearts. He's a per- he was, perfect 10. He, was, he wasn't utilized, so he wants to go somewhere else. And Musa Mark, let me ask you, you think uh, Kenta's going to go back to Noah, right? Yes. I think that's, Has he that's... ever been in, in Anoki's group? Like, isn't Noah just so much smaller than uh, than New Japan? Or is there some allegiance there? Or why wouldn't he go to the biggest promotion in New Japan? Uh, it's the same reason that Pac went to Dragon's Gate instead of New Japan. You know, when it comes to J- Japanese companies, people, like, have loyalties. You know, like, Pac went back to Dragon's Gate. 
you know, and wrestling in, you know, tiny buildings with low ceilings because that's that's where he wanted to be. It's where he made his name. Same with same with Kenta. I mean, he was Noah. I don't know if he ever worked with New Japan. They always do weird interpromotional matches, but I mean, Noah is home. And, you know, sometimes when you've been away for a very long time and, you know, you haven't been treated how you want to be treated, sometimes you go where everybody knows your name. Brainiacs, I got to say, this is one of my favorite episodes of Brain Buster Radio of all time because we've... We've said AEW, NOAA, Impact, WWE, uh, all these, everything, all the wrestling's being brought up, and I don't even have to be the one to do it. This is great. I love it. And, and you know, Hideo Itami, the loyalty he'll show to NOAA is admirable, and that's what it's all about, Triple J. These these guys and, and these, these women, they don't do it for the money all the time. They want to show loyalty. They want to be themselves and, and just... Apply their trade, and Kent is going to go do it. I'm excited to see where Ty Dillinger does it next. And TJP, I think, is the most exciting of the releases in his future because he is arguably the best technical wrestler in the entire world. He's the first cruiserweight champion. I am My fingers are almost breaking. I'm crossing them so hard that he joins All Elite Wrestling. I think he would be perfect for that promotion. All those other guys are a bigger draw than him. I'll just say the that. first cruiserweight champion TJP who has cool new arm tattoos, including a Jason Voorhees mask. Come on. Maybe him and Vinny, uh, Vinny Marcellia can, you know, start a program that would, that would be interesting. I mean, TJP, he's good looking. He can wrestle. He's got cool tats. I'm not he's saying from he's Los Angeles. He, yeah, I'm he's not a saying good talker. Not. I'm not saying anything negative about him. I'm just saying, all those other guys that were released are a bigger draw and are going to be more in demand than him. I mean, nope. ex- expect to see him at a, at, you know, at a Lakers at a lot more Lakers games. No chance in hell. That is, that's a post down. I, I would do right now if we had time, because I'm telling me I, he's a bigger draw than Kenta or Ty Dillinger. Definitely more than Ty Dillinger. Absolutely. Oh, I, I disagree. He's been around. He's he, you're talking about a PWG alum right there, man. TJ Perkins. I can't wait to see where he goes next. Uh, you know where I can't wait to see where he goes next as well, though, uh, is a segue. What about our next video update from Kevin Owens? Where is is the world's greatest dad going to take his kids next? It's Again, a lot of questions I got on this. I'm confused. <laughs> Moose Mark, can you smart me up? Wasn't this the same man that tried to paralyze the boss's son? <laughs> the same man that held companies hostage? I mean, I have expected he to see that. the chairman. Yeah. He, what's he going to be doing next week? Playing miniature golf or, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you I know, don't know. He it's, did all these things. So he, 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 you got to understand, Kevin Owens is a prize fighter. Yeah, he'll beat up another guy's son. Yeah, he'll headbutt the boss. But that's just so he can make money to go buy his son new shoes. Or I mean, it, we know it's always been about his family. That's, you know, that has been consistent. But is what are they trying to repackage him as? Like, it seems like him. Actually, if, if they're going to if they're looking for a new tag team partner for Titus O'Neil, Kevin Owens is the right guy. For the super dads. <laughs> the super dads. That would be amazing. Maybe. I mean, next week he could be like roller skating or, or ice skating. Or at an indoor tube city or something. <laughs> well, I know Kevin Owens is a huge amusement park fan. I would not be yeah, surprised dude, if the next vignette yes. is coming to you live from, uh, you know, the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. Uh, th- this is Ugh. this is so refreshing to, to see 
WWE take us into a man's life to see what a great actual great father he is. You know, he's I I've I've have to admit I've misunderstood Kevin Owens for a while and always thought he was kind of a jerk. But then you get to see he's a really good dad. Triple J. Maybe that's what they they're, they're trying to do here as Kevin Owens gets ready to return. Kevin Owens is just like a lot of us. He just wants to be a good father, be there for his family, and then go out there and headbutt his boss. But Damn, yeah, you know what, I, Kevin I, Owens? I guess so. I mean, I bet if 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 we had cell phones with video capabilities the way we do now, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was being a pain in the McMahon's ass. I'm sure he would have had the exact same gimmick, right, Moose the Mark? We would have seen Austin tell at the movies with his kids talking about, uh, you know, coming back. All right, here we are. Airbud <laughs> 2 starts in just five minutes. Man, you know, I can't believe all the trailers. Movie's supposed to start at 2.15. We want the trailers for 40 minutes. I got me a box of Mike and Ox and I were going to raise some hell. <laughs> yeah, man, this is... This Kevin Owens thing, I uh, only only thing I I wish this week. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. But Vin Man uh, not being here to to hear his reaction. What do you think he would say about Kevin Owens being the world's greatest dad uh, as a gimmick? I mean, or it's not a gimmick. Of, that's him. It's not a gimmick. He, he wouldn't like Kevin Owens, you know, regardless of what his gimmick was, unless you know, unless he turned into a body guy. The best thing about Kevin Owens is that he's the only WWE superstar who could do selfie videos at the movie theater and nobody will approach him because he blends in so <laughs> he's well. Not, he's not going to get swarmed by fans. What, what does this mean for for Sami Zayn? What, what is he going to be doing coming back? Who knows? Those two are eternally tied together. Maybe at one of these videos we'll see Sami Zayn attacking Kevin Owens and his children at a putt at a putt putt course, or he'll be. Oh, I'd like to see them racing some go karts or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Kevin Owens, you're a great father. Uh, I'm. I'm. De- you know, this Father's Day, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get my dad a Kevin Owens T-shirt. That's what I'm gonna do. That's, that seems like a good Father's Day uh, present this year. Uh, before we get Moose the Marks fighting with my family review, the, the crazy news that came out right before we started recording this show, uh, less than 24 hours ago, as of this live on tape, Brain Buster Radio, Bruce Pritchard is rejoining WWE Creative. That's right, the host of the wildly popular uh, but less tenured than BBR podcast, Something to Wrestle With. Bruce Pitch- Pritchard is back as Vince McMahon's lieutenant, Moose the Mark, a, a shockwave through the wrestling community. I mean, this this is huge. This is big. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I never really listened to uh, something to wrestle with program or really any of Connor's, Connor, whatever his stuff. I mean, I'm a Dave Meltzer guy, guys. <laughs> I'm a Dave Meltzer guy. I really can't stand Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Saying all this stupid shit and getting really dumb people on Twitter to yell at Dave over King Mabel being the third man in WCW or whatever. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, how they do their their programs. But you know what? Carney's going to Carney. And this guy just used his podcast to kiss enough ass to get back into WWE, making 700 grand a year, helping Vince McMahon just make poopy and fart jokes. God bless him. More power to him. Oh, that, you're not going to hear anything like that about one of the most popular and loved uh, figures in wrestling podcasts today. Only on Brain Buster Radio is, will you get that kind of honesty. 
coming straight from Moose the Mark. I'm a fan of the show, something to wrestle with, Moose, but a lot of what you just said, I could, I could see the truth in a lot of it. Triple J, your reaction. Uh, there's nothing I can say oh, that's going to be more entertaining than that, whether it's right or wrong. So I, I'm, I'm just going to lay out. Well, Bruce Pritchard, let's let's get into. I mean, that, let's get into what he could do with the WWE. Do you think he, a 55 year old man joining the WWE with all the experience he has, uh, do you think that's an uh, a innovative hire that's going to make the show even better, especially with SmackDown going to Fox Triple J? I mean, I, I don't know. Is he just going to do the same booking decisions from, uh, you know, 20 years ago? Which, if that's the case, it, they still may work. I, I don't know. I I have listened to uh, to the program, but I am not I am not subscribed to it. So I, I can't speak that much on, on Bruce Pritchard and, you know, what his booking status or his power is going to be. Well, they're saying it's going to be a lot like his previous role, so he's going to be heavily involved in producing big-time segments and writing uh, some of the more important angles. And who knows the status of their podcast. Moose the Mark doesn't give a shit, but I bet you're happy that maybe this will have people ease up on Uncle Dave now that Bruce Pritchard's not there to stoke the fires. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, Dave was a convenient little scapegoat for everything. I mean, that's just sort of how he got popular was just shitting on another popular guy who, you know, (laughs) his hopeful future boss also didn't like. It's brilliant. You know, this guy went from showing Blue Chew to making $800,000 a year, like one of the biggest companies in the world, just by shitting on poor Dave Meltzer, who got, I don't know. It, it's, it is what it is, folks. You know, you, and you can't, by the way, you can't take out the whole Undertaker appearing at StarCast as a major factor in this. What, what, how, how do you mean there, Moose? Starcast is affiliated with Connor. Is this is a whole gimmick? Con- right? Conrad, Conrad, yes. Conrad, but, whatever. So, the how does this guy. relate? To, how does this relate to Bruce Pritchard? Because Conrad is the host of something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard, which is how Conrad got famous. And now that Conrad is doing his other thing and signing Undertaker to do shit, Vince <laughs> is like, "Well, I'll kill that stupid podcast," and he does Apparently. that by. Giving making Bruce Pritchard his number two guy. So may but the podcast might live on on the WWE Network. Apparently, a season two is coming up on their WWE Network version of that show. I don't. We don't know the status of the regular podcast. It might come out by the time you Brainiacs are listening to this show. But yeah, that could be a reaction to. I mean, the freaking Undertaker is going to be. I mean, in the same city at the same time is double or nothing, and that's very dangerous for the WWE. But wow, this is some of the biggest. Is this some of the biggest insider behind closed doors type of you know dirt kind of news that's come out in a long time? Would you say Moose the Mark in terms of something that has nothing to do with the on-air product, but just off-air creative hires? There hasn't been one like this in a while. No, I mean it's pretty much just been Vince as a one-man show for a very long time. I mean maybe it's good, you know. It'll be good to have uh, just someone else in a just a filter, right? Like that—that's sort of what people need, you know. Like Vince Russo <laughs> needed needed Vince McMahon to keep his stupid ideas in check, and now Vince McMahon needs someone to keep his dumb ideas in check. Do you think Vince McMahon was listening to something to wrestle with and was like, "Ah, damn! I, I made a lot of mistakes. I got to bring that guy back to keep me in check." 
I'm not sure Vince McMahon understands the concept of a podcast. <laughs> As seen by him putting them televised on the WWE Network. Uh, and they are available nowhere as a podcast, usually. Let's go to Moose the Mark's page film review. Now, what role does uh, Xavier Woods have in her new film? Uh, there is n- there's almost no other WWE superstars in this film. There's a brief cameo from uh, two, two, two current main roster superstars. Uh, actually, three. I heard that there's- Zelina Vega plays AJ Lee in the film. Yeah, she plays AJ Lee, except like not AJ Lee. She, her character is named AJ Lee. She comes out to that music. No Tamina, by the way. And she's just wearing like traditional diva gear. No denim shorts or any T-shirt because that kind of destroys the narrative of the film where it's single handedly Paige who like invented the concept of not being a bikini model and being a, a wrestler. You know what I mean? They had to change history to make AJ Lee a stereotypical diva to make their story work. And it's very strange. So they wanted to sexualize AJ Lee more, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. Well, couldn't they have just taken her out and just put any generic, uh, you know, any generic name in there wearing a, you know, a sexy outfit? Which they, I mean, and they didn't have a problem doing that with everyone else. Like, okay, so... Florida Championship Wrestling like has kind of been mixed into NXT. It's just Paige goes right to NXT, but instead of hanging out with like you know Charlotte or Becky or Alexa Bliss, who to be fair wasn't in Florida Championship Wrestling when Paige was training, she hangs out with like three fitness models and cheerleaders who are like becoming wrestlers that are not anyone we know about, not even like fictionalized versions of them. So, so are you saying that this is a a dangerous film because it's revisionist history. Is this is this is this something that wrestling fans should watch, or do you think this no, is going to change the minds of people? Movie. It's just like I had a very hard time separating the the fiction from reality, just because reality happened not that long ago, and I was watching it on TV as it happened. Like Paige, like this movie makes it so makes it seem like Paige's match with AJ, with AJ Lee on the Raw after WrestleMania was like her first ever match on live TV ever. And like it completely <laughs> ignores the fact that she was NXT champion for two fucking Yeah, I, I was going to say, how much do they talk about NXT as we know it now? Not, not at all. NXT, as it is in this movie, is a gym inside a hotel where all the, <laughs> all the divas live and hang out in a rooftop pool. And then they go downstairs and work out in a small gym. And that's a performance center. Oh, and NXT is just just does house shows with like leering men in the crowd who heckle women and don't let them get over. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very weird um <laughs> okay so so like you have us- to you have to abandon uh any kind of reality that or notion you have about the actual real story and just go into a movie world you're saying when you see this film yeah and that and and that's fine but again it's just so weird like okay it's 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 2011 and Paige goes to a smackdown taping and it's the smackdown live set with the giant HD Titantron and AJ Styles is in the ring warming up with like I don't know someone I couldn't I couldn't tell they were filmed from a distance. So it, it's, it's just kind of stuff like that. Like I don't know most movies that are set in the past just kind of try to make it a reasonable <laughs> facsimile of the past, but this really doesn't. Like Paige <laughs> isn't even wearing her same gear like during her her championship match with AJ Lee. Again, no mention of being NXT champion. Like the crowd. 
the crowd was super hot for Paige. She was super over when she debuted on Raw. It was a huge deal, but the movie makes it like, oh, we never heard of her. Let's let's hear her give a promo. And then she doesn't give a promo because she's too scared. And then she beats AJ and everyone loves her. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense within the story. Would a non-wrestling <laughs> fan enjoy this movie? Yes, absolutely a non-wrestling no, fan. Okay. That's, what, that's what matters. You Underdog story in the vein of Little Giants or, or Mighty Ducks. Yes. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I, I'd say that that's cool. That's a reasonable uh, comparison. Also, you know, the stuff in England with her family and her brother is is very interesting. Uh, very, you know, just good carny, you know, Norwich, England lifestyle. Can, can you accents? understand what they're saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you can understand what they're saying. It's okay. very legible. Is, um, is the is the actress who plays Paige? Does does she do Paige here? Or, or no, Paige, she does not her, do Paige. Yeah, is she is she as thick of an accent as Paige? No, her accent. I didn't think her accent like really sounded like Paige's at all. To be honest with you. Oh well, that's very inauthentic film, but entertaining nonetheless. Fighting with my family in theaters now. Moose the Marks thorough review there, Brainiacs. We love wrestling movies, and we look forward to talking more about wrestling movies. Maybe on some uh few. The return of Mystery Wrestling Theater, if it ever comes back. But we're in mm. talks with the Marburgers. Last thing here in headlines, uh, DX is going into the Hall of Fame. Every member who was ever in DX, except Rick Rude, Triple J, going into the Hall of Fame. Well, Tori's not. Uh, oh, and uh, Tori, yeah, you're right. Official, sorry. Yeah. yeah, she was. She's the, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I and and, and Mike, Mike Tyson's already in. So Yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson's in and... Yeah, I mean, definitely, absolutely deserving. Uh, I mean, really, they could have gone, they can go in any year, you know, and I don't I don't think it makes a difference whether they go in this year or, or five years from now or 10 years from now. Perhaps the only thing we need to talk about is the badass Billy Gunn working for uh, that other startup promotion, but he's still going to be there, right? Yeah, I'm sure he will. And WWE usually doesn't care about that. This is no, a big no, moment they're usually for Billy Gunn. And the, the other thing, though, is a lot of people want to find something to be angry about, so they're angry that China's going in with a group rather than as a solo uh, competitor, Moose the Mark. Is there an issue there? Can that be rectified one day with her solo induction? Of course it can. You're going to get – that's why they do these groups, so you could get two bites at the apple. You think Triple H is not going to get inducted as a solo <laughs> performer someday? I don't know. It's a, He's on the bubble. <laughs> yeah, there's – uh, you're right. The people who are mad about that, I just found uh, kind of silly. China yeah. will get her day, uh, but DX going in together. The big question for that night isn't if Billy Gunn shows up. It is if, uh, do you think poop will fall on anybody from the sky, Moose the Mark? Uh, I don't know if poop will fall from the sky, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of bright green glow sticks being made into a vague yeah, X form. Of we sell a lot of them, I think. Well, Radiax, that does it for this week's headlines in the world of professional wrestling. There's so much more, but we covered a whole lot there for you. Tweet it, read it, tie it, shout it, be all about it, and drop us any insider info if you got any. We've got, we've got, uh, we'll have to be afraid of being ridiculed by Bruce Pritchard on his podcast anymore so we can break more news and make things up without being called assholes or attacked on Twitter, right, Moose? It's a new day for wrestling journalism. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. The, 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 the brave watchdog of the wrestling journalism industry is retired. Quote unquote wrestling journalism, right, Moose? Yeah. All right, Brady X, it's time to wrap things up the only way we know how, and that is with Falls Counting Anywhere. 
There's a lot of things on WWE television that I'd like to see, such as blue steel cages or Inferno matches, but really the chance of those is very, very slim. Something that we have not seen for a while that is still in their wheelhouse is a good old fashioned hair versus hair match. Now this could be man on man, woman on woman, or man on woman, or even tag teams. Well, we haven't seen this for a while, and obviously the number one candidate for this would be the new Daniel Bryan. The head, the beard, the whole damn thing. And as you look through this roster, there's a lot of guys that could participate in this, whether it's Elias, Jeff Hardy, both of the Usos, Braun Strowman, uh, the, the list goes on and on. Matt Hardy, Mustafa Ali, Nia Jax, Necky Cross, Heavy Machinery. This is something that always makes for great television, great storytelling, and it could even rejuvenate someone's career. So how about let's get a good old-fashioned hair versus hair match sometime in 2019. Brainiacs, Brainiacs, Brainiacs. Tonight, I want to talk a little bit about the world outside pro wrestling because this evening, we are going to be privileged enough to witness the Academy Awards. I don't know exactly what number it is, but it's a big one. It almost rivals WrestleMania. And tonight, there's so many incredible films up for awards, some of which I've actually seen. We all know Spider-Man is going to walk away with Best Animated Feature. But what is going to win Best Picture this year? Is it going to be Roma? Will it be The Favorite? Will it be Black Panther, the first superhero movie to be a real contender for Best Picture? Will it be A Star is Born, the amazing remake with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, who will be performing their song Shallow live on stage for the first time ever? You want to talk about a big fight feel, the Oscars has it all. But while it has theatrics and pageantry, what it doesn't have is integrity. Because I still have not forgiven the Academy for snubbing the Darren Aronofsky masterpiece, The Wrestler, and Mickey Rourke's heart-wrenching performance as Randy the Ram Ranzinski. Since that day when that film lost to Milk and Mickey Rourke lost to Sean Penn, I mean, clearly the Academy had no legitimacy. But I'm still going to watch the red carpet, the award ceremonies, the performances, all the magical, unforgettable moments. Join the conversation on Twitter at BrainBuster Oscars. Hashtag BrainBuster Oscars 2019. Brainiacs. The road to WrestleMania, it's paved with bumps, it's paved with turns, and it's paved with all kinds of unexpected craziness, and we've come to that moment on our journey that seemingly comes every single year where plans get changed, and now Long Island Ice-T has to figure out a way to get into the Rawway Civic Center, Rawway Rec Center, excuse me, in Rawway, New Jersey, on the Thursday before WrestleMania, April 4th, because... To put it bluntly, the craziest fucking dream match of all time is going to be happening at Impact United We Stand. That's right, Impact Wrestling United We Stand, which will be live on the Fight app. You gotta be there for this one. It is in fucking insane! We are going to see 
the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix take on the duo of Rob Van Dam and Sabu. That's right, the homicidal, suicidal, death-defying, insane motherfucker Sabu and his partner Rob Van Dam teaming up to take on possibly the best tag team in the world right now, the Lucha Bros, for Impact Wrestling. I mean, we're just talking about a former Impact World Champion, ECW champions in this match. We're talking about two of the hottest professional luchadors in the world. I, I have to be there for it. Brainiacs, WrestleMania weekend. That Your plans are going to change. This is another reason. Always be on your toes on the road to the biggest weekend of the entire year. Triple J, you want to go to WrestleMania a little bit earlier than planned with me? Are you working us, or is that a real match? Why would I make? I don't. I don't. I only tell honest truths. April fourth. Where's this taking place at? Rawway Rec Center, April fourth. United We Stand, Impact Wrestling, featuring the Lucha Bros against RVD and Sabu. I, I don't. We might have to talk off air about that because that's something to go see. Moose the Mark. Hey man, it was great having you on this week, even though you got a little crazy sarcastic at times. But I have to say, it's a breath of fresh air whenever we could have your honest opinions on serious topics like fighting with my family and Bruce Pritchard. Thank you, good brother. Oh, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure as always. Has anything left to get off your chest before we get out of here? Not really, man. I just can't wait for breakfast. You guys want to uh, join me in a group prayer real quick that the big dog is put on the WrestleMania card on Monday? Uh, real quick, sure. On, on three, can I just get a big dog? One, two, three. Big, big dog. dog. That's it, Brady X4. Moose the Mark on the internet gimmicks. Jumpin' Jacob J. Dr. Mil Calsonis on the Unos and Doses. The Salt in the Social Media Man called Wired. Vintman on Limited Dates. And Long Allen Ice-T. I'm Long Allen Ice-T saying, I gotta get the hell out of here and pray up for the big dog.